January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Let's go see the This is Christopher Hart with your American Adversaries Second Helping Podcast, where we offer you up a sampling of our American Adversaries radio show, which airs live Sunday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to the show live at the AnswerOrlando.com website, or you can listen live or from the archive from the American Adversaries website, AmericanAdversaries.com, and our Rumble channel, American Adversaries. On Sunday night, Kathy Santomasino, Pierce Outlaw, and I discussed the Florida Republican Party's Freedom Summit held here in Orlando the previous Saturday. It featured the GOP primary candidates, all but Nikki Haley. As expected, it was Trump's crowd. And we now want to welcome our WGKA audience in Atlanta. You folks listening over the airwaves there at AM 920, The Answer in Atlanta. We appreciate you so much. All right, you got Pierce Outlaw, Kathy Santomasino, and myself, Christopher Hart, in the Relax and Comfort studio. And by the way, you folks in Georgia can check out Relax and Comfort, too, at their website, relaxandcomfort.com. They got all the stuff you need to help you relax, whether you're sitting, sleeping, or just checking it, you know, lounging around. 
All right, then we got Jeff Sinis on the bridge. 407-774-8255 is the number. So yesterday here in Orlando at a place called the Gaylord Palms, and if you're ever down here at the wintertime, they do this beautiful ice show out there, right, where they got the ice sculptures and everything for the holidays. Indoor snow. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we were there for the Florida Freedom Summit. This was uh, put on by the Florida Republican Party. They do this, I believe it's annually. I know we've been there several times. And when they do it during the primary season, they have all the candidates, all the candidates, Republican candidates, are invited to come and speak. And it was the situation this year. And it was all day long yesterday, started at 9 o'clock in the morning, wrapped up, uh, what was it, about 8.30 last night, Kathy, yeah, when we walked out. Trump was the, the keynote speaker, was the highlight of the night. He was the final speaker. And uh, so let me just kind of give you the, the rundown of the, the stars and the flops, okay? <laughs> the stars were, of course, Donald Trump. Uh, he stole the show. It was a Trump crowd. He, Florida is Trump's. Uh, Ron DeSantis will not even win, if he gets that far, Florida in the, was it the March primary. Donald Trump will surely win Florida. That was, in fact, the banner behind him said, Florida is Trump country. country. That's it didn't right. say Florida is DeSantis country. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, the rest of the day it had up there Florida Freedom Summit. But certainly that's exactly what it said. And it's true. So he was by far and away the main star. We'll get to a couple of the highlights of his speech here in just a moment. Uh, I think the next biggest star was Byron Donalds, yes. who is a congressman here from southwest Florida. Uh, he's uh, very, he's, he's I, I, what was a, a two-term now member of the Florida House, I think it is. Um, yeah. And he's, he's uh, very, very smart. Uh, I can't say that he listens to the American adversaries, but he at least uh, uh, understands the professional wrestling side of politics. That was funny, wasn't it? Indeed. Uh, and we'll play for you the music that he came down or, or came out to. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jeff, do you have that already teed up? Can you let that just give us a taste of it? And if you've ever, you know, listened to the or watched the WWE, especially over the past uh, couple of decades, you'll recognize this music. Crank it up a little. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. It's all about the game. And how you play it. All about your drive. And if you can take it. All about your death. And if you can play it. It's all about the pain and who can take it. <laughs> so he comes out to this. Thank you, Jeff. And the crowd is loving it. And I'm in the back yelling from the uh, the, the press area. I'm, I'm screaming, Triple H, Triple H. And Kathy's going, cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> I thought they were going to haul your butt out of there. <laughs> and sure enough, Donald gets up on there and he talks about, you know, he uh, he, he, that's uh, the, the music that they would play when Triple H uh, would would come down the uh, the the uh, the ramp to get in on the the, the action in the ring, and uh, we'll I'll have to have Jeff uh, pull pull up some video for Kathy because she doesn't know who he is. Yeah, right? I, I've heard that song, but I didn't know Triple H from and, a hole in my head. And he had one of the best entries in all of professional wrestling history because he would come down to the ring. 
and his hair would be wet, you know, yeah. and long hair, and he, he had the beard and everything. He'd come down, and he'd be carrying a bottle of water. And then he would stand up on the edge of the ring facing the camera. He would take a big gulp of that water. He'd throw the bottle down, and then he'd spew the water out of the air. <laughs> and he'd do it a couple of times. And you go, how did he get that much water in his mouth? But anyway, uh, Donald's uh, made the most of it. He said, as he said himself, he said, when I got to Congress, he said, I realized that Congress is a lot like sports entertainment. That is a code word for professional wrestling, mm -hmm. sports entertainment. And so he said it a couple of times. And, of course, this is what we've been saying on the American Adversaries for 13 years. Matter of fact, I'm working on something special for you, folks. It will be available to you along those lines. But anyway, so he was, I think he was the next biggest star after Trump. Uh, yeah, exactly. And let me tell you something. Trump could could do a lot worse than Byron Donalds for a VP pick. I, that's the first thing I thought She did. Of. I think Kathy even said that. Immediately when yeah. he came out, he just owns the room, that guy. That's right. I think and, he's and, a young black version of Trump. I and, really do. Well, and, and he's, so we say he's a much more jovial, you might say, version as well. Uh, uh, Matt Gates was very popular. He was also another star yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I dare say Ron DeSantis was a star that uh, he had his supporters there. It was not his crowd, but he did have his supporters. He gave a good, solid speech. But that's the problem with Ron DeSantis, is it's only a good, solid speech. Yeah. He's just not making that emotional connection, but with a handful of people. Now, there were the flops as well. And the biggest flop, well, I'll get to the biggest flop last, but there were two flops before the biggest flop, and that's because they basically got booed off the stage. And that was Ada Hutchinson, as Trump calls Aisha Hutchinson. He spells it A-I-D-A, -A, if you're wondering. Um, Ada Hutchinson. And Chris Christie got basically Ada Hutchinson. At least they gave him a, a warm reception until he started talking. And then they started booing him. But with Chris Christie, they started. They didn't waste any time. They just started booing him as soon as he showed his face yeah. on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then the biggest flop, though, they were not the biggest flops. The biggest flop was Nikki Haley. Yeah. Because she didn't even show up. Yeah. She wasn't in the program, so no. I think she had canceled well in advance of no. when they... No, not, 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 real quickly, Tim Scott was there, Ramaswamy were there, they were okay. They were okay. They, they were good, they were solid, but they're not going anywhere. But Nikki Haley didn't even show up. And it's going to cost her, right, it Pierce? Will. Yeah, uh, she owes the RPOF $100,000. <laughs> so wow. she must have had a really good reason for not showing up. And I don't know what it would be. I wonder if it's because Trump called her bird brain. No, no, no. I don't think so. If it was, then then they, then she ain't got she ain't presidential material. Well, she's very smart, but well, she no, it's got to be like a family there. emergency or illness or something. It's got to be. Um, they never made an announcement as to why she wasn't there. Like, no, well, yesterday she had a family emergency. Unfortunately, we don't know she that that's what it was. We don't know that that's what it was. Well, shouldn't they have made an that, announcement? Well, no. Why? I mean, well, it's, it, that's up to the, the Haley campaign to make the announcement. So she, she was the worst flop for not showing up. So anyway, um, the, the, uh, the Trump speech, 
Um, he he made a couple of headlines. He he did come up with something new, I think. And now, evidently, he's he's said this a couple of times. Because by the way, he's been doing a lot of campaigning, speech campaign rallies and speeches around the country yes. over these last few weeks. That if you're not keeping up with him on True Social or uh, RSBN or one of these other networks. Uh, you're not aware of the fact that he's out there making campaign speeches and in front of big crowds. And he's, by the way, he's going to do another one this week in Hialeah, coincidentally, as he put it last night, coincidentally on the same night as the third Republican debate, which is, of course, this coming Wednesday. So he'll be down the street from the debate area in in Miami at Hialeah, maybe at the horse track. I don't know. Yeah, we there's don't... a Hialeah racetrack oh, yeah. down there. I think there's also that an airport. That would be a big enough venue yeah. for him. I think there's an airport down there, too, most likely is where he's going to do it. But it will be right up against the Republican primary, coincidentally, as he said. You know, we'll be right back. Network sound and video. Many folks are worried that their old videotapes are worn or broken. But aren't they worth restoring? If you could watch your children play when they were little, be there for a birthday party, sporting event, or bring back the memories of a family member, wouldn't that be priceless? Network sound and video will fix and restore your old videos so you can enjoy them again for years to come. What could be more precious than your family videos? Call 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555. Call me and I'll do the rest. I'm Abby Greenberg with the Golden Group at Compass, the number one brokerage in the country. It's a seller's market and there's no better time to list your house. I'll get it sold and get you the greatest return on your real estate investment. Need to make renovations first? Through Compass Concierge, we'll cover the renovation costs up front and sell your house for top dollar. I'm Abby Greenberg, and you can sell your home with ease with the Golden Group. 407-484-2689. When you begin any journey, whether it's a short one or a long one, you want to feel confident that you'll get there and back without any problems or hassles. So you want to be sure your vehicle is in optimum operating condition. That means if you own a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Janice Shepard of Jerry's MB Service, where they specialize in Mercedes-Benz service and repair. Jerry's MB is family-owned and operated with factory-trained technicians, so they are the dealership alternative. So whether it's regular maintenance or repair of any size, the experts at Jerry's MB know what it takes to keep your Mercedes running smoothly and dependably. They're easy to find just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF, at 551 South Econ Circle. You can call ahead to make an appointment at 407-366-6499 or just bring your Mercedes in and they'll do the rest. Remember, Jerry's MB is the dealership alternative. So give him a call at 407-366-6499 or visit jerryzmb.com. Do you suffer from nagging back or neck pain? Wake up feeling more exhausted than the night before? What about that sleep partner who's turning your nights into a concert of snores or dealing with breathing issues? Discover a better night's sleep and a better day at Relax & Comfort. At Relax & Comfort, we're all about elevating your sleep experience, and we've got all the top brands to prove it, including Tempur-Pedic, Personal Comfort, and Stearns & Foster. Our smart beds aren't just beds. 
They're your personalized sleep sanctuary with hundreds of healthy positions. They're designed to fit you perfectly. Plus, they have an amazing feature, automatic snore detection and response. No more sleepless nights because of a noisy partner. The best part, we're conveniently located at Winter Park Village just across from Regal Cinemas. Come see us today and experience a night's sleep like never before. Relax in comfort, where better sleep leads to better days. That's relaxincomfort.com or visit us in person at the Winter Park Village, just across from Regal Cinemas, a family tradition since 1967. The holidays are here, and there's no better way to enjoy them than to celebrate with family and friends as you break bread together. Cafe Positano's is where thousands of families and businesses have enjoyed delicious, authentic Italian food served in a quiet atmosphere. Brothers Pasquale and Roberto Barba are proud to offer their family's recipes to your family, except on Thanksgiving Day, when they prepare the food and serve their employees. Celebrate and make Cafe Positano's a holiday tradition for your family and enjoy authentic Italian. Hey, son. Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at HerringCPA.com. AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. And by the way, uh, they played the whole thing for Donald yesterday, and then they played it again as he was exiting the stage. So once again, the Florida Freedom Summit. So Trump yesterday announced that he, when he gets reelected, is going to demand that there be an investigation into all of these NGOs along our border there who are facilitating all these illegals coming into our country. And they, they, they have set up shops as far south as Panama that we know of. They had, a, I think, a deserted Air, Air, uh, Air Force base down there. These, a couple of these organizations have set up shop in order to help facilitate people coming from south of Panama to get to the United States. And they provide them with you know, food, clothes, whatever they need to get to that next leg of the journey. And, and, of course, this is facilitating child trafficking and drug trafficking as part of what they're doing. And now, not, maybe, alone, not only that, but crime is rampant in every city, not just the blue well, districts, all but of that every too, city. All of that, exactly. So he definitely proposed that. That was very popular as well. Uh, he would also outlaw you know, protests in support of Hamas. Now, if it's purely peaceful and supportive, quote unquote, the Palestinians, be okay. But uh, by the way, some of the other candidates said similar things as well. He also said, and by the way, this made the uh, the front page in the local rag down here, the Orlando Slantinal, and uh, the headline is: You see Trump as he's speaking from the podium, and his hand, his arms spread apart, and his palms showing. By the way, that's uh, that's important body language there. But anyways, the headline is Trump dismisses DeSantis bid. And then the, the subtitle is calls governor wounded 
falling baby bird at the GOP <laughs> summit. <laughs> Trump did. And uh, he talked about how uh, he knew. See, this Trump's political instincts are as good as, if not better, than anybody else in American history. Yeah. And I mean, going all the way back. And so his political instincts usually guide him in the right direction. And his political instincts, as he put it yesterday, when uh, DeSantis was asked in the campaign last year for governor, early on in the campaign, matter of fact, um, if he was going to turn right around and run for president, his response was uh, no comment. Trump said, I knew right then he yeah. was going to run. And he, he, says, he says, uh-oh, something happened on our Rumble channel there. I'll have to check it during the break, but it suddenly went blue on the screen. Uh, anyway, maybe Rumble somehow didn't like what we're saying. But anyway, he, uh, he yes, I know, emphasize, <laughs> I'll get to that here in a second, Bill. Uh, anyway, he, uh, um, I'm sorry, the rumble going down threw me off track there. He was... Uh, about DeSantis's comment about no comment. Okay, all right, thank you. Yes, his political instincts. Thank you, Kathy. Political instincts being right on... He said as soon as he heard that, he knew he had to hit... As he puts it, he knew he had to hit DeSantis, and he knew he had to hit him hard because he knew he was going to get into the race. Yeah, and he DeSantis said, lied about it during and, the debate yeah, with Charlie Crist, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he didn't bring that up, but that's also true. Uh, and he went on to say, look, he says, I, he says, I don't care if he's a Republican. I'm in this to win. And that's what this is all about. That's politics like professional wrestling. You know, you, you, the primaries can get brutal. And so he, uh, he's, you know, he, and now he's calling DeSantis because DeSantis following poll numbers. You might have seen the poll uh, from the Des Moines Register in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, the latest poll number where it showed Donald Trump had actually got, gained a point since August from, I think, 43 to 44. DeSantis fell three points to 16%, and Nikki Haley rose 10 points to 16%, moving into a tie with DeSantis in Iowa, which was supposed to be DeSantis's panacea. That was where he was going to, you know, build, you know, on the momentum of coming out of Iowa with a big victory. He was going to win from there on out. By the way, that strategy has not worked in the last several cycles. Yeah, and a little off topic, but kind of on topic, what's up with the Iowa Republicans right now? First, you have Joni Ernst following Glitch McConnell and kneecapping Tommy Tuberville. And then you have the governor yesterday, Kay Reynolds, endorsing a candidate that's 30 points behind. I, I think it's Kim Reynolds, but yes. Yeah, Kim Reynolds. I'm uh, sorry. Indeed. It is, it she hasn't officially done it yet. But the word on the street is that this coming week, Monday or Tuesday, prior to the debate, she is going to in, endorse Ron DeSantis. And Trump saw this coming, too. For weeks, a couple of months, if not more, he's been hammering Kim Reynolds on her lack of loyalty. Because Trump helped her get elected to be the governor of Iowa, just as he did help Ron DeSantis get elected to be the governor of Florida. Ron DeSantis would not have even won the Republican primary in that uh, initial race for governor if it were not for Donald Trump. 
a guy by the name of Adam Putnam. Was Adam Adam Putnam? Adam Putnam. Adam Putnam was he was the agriculture secretary here at the time, and he was the heir apparent. All the polls were favoring him. We had met him on a campaign stop. He was a very affable, nice guy. Uh, roots way deep in Florida here, family and Old everything. Old citrus money. Yeah. And and lo and behold, uh, as Trump put it yesterday, uh, DeSantis came crying literally to him in, looking for an endorsement. And Trump said, uh, and this is quoted in the paper today, that if George Washington and Abraham Lincoln were resurrected out of their graves and endorsed you, it wouldn't help you. <laughs> but he gave him his endorsement and it helped him get elected, helped him win that primary and then helped him beat Andrew Gillum. And that's a whole other story there. But only barely did he beat him. And I remember in that campaign, I had dubbed Ron DeSantis the stealth candidate because he was never giving interviews. He was never on the campaign trail like you would expect a candidate to be. He was relying on Donald Trump's popularity to carry him to the to the governor's mansion in Tallahassee, and lo and behold, it worked. But that was his last smart political decision. Because since then, he is, uh, at least since uh, he got reelected, he's gone sour, and his numbers have gone sour right with him. By the way, there's a special session. He's called a special session. He called a special session for this week. Tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I think it's scheduled. Well, what is Wednesday night? A presidential debate. How much time can a governor spend getting ready for a presidential debate and being, uh, you know, overseeing a special session? And by the way, the special session is not going to deal with the, the biggest problem in Florida right now, which is homeowners insurance. It's killing people. Yeah, and to another, and I don't know if the people in Atlanta know this or not, there was a law in the books in Florida that was called the Resign to Run Law, yeah. where in yeah. other words, if you ran for an office and you already held an office, the time that you would be inaugurated for the new office, whether you won or lost, you had to step down from the old office. And that cost Charlie Crist a congressional seat that's yeah. now held by Anna yeah. Paulina Luna. And DeSantis got that law repealed to lose by 30 to Trump. And that law is going to hurt the Republicans going forward. You mark yeah, my words. Well, the law, in my opinion, should not exist anyway. It's, I think it's a stupid law, but it is what it is. And yeah, then by the way, that change in that law came as part of an election uh, law here to tighten our elections up. All right, something's going on with our rumble. I'll try to figure it out, but I must admit I'm, my skills are limited. In the meantime, just stay with us if you're still listening wherever you are. We'll be right back with our three-hour classic Sunday evening tour. On Monday, Sidewalk Counselor John Barrows described to Lori Cardoza-Moore, Rick Brown, James Adams, and me his return to the sidewalk outside a downtown abortion mill after being away due to his pancreatic cancer. Got Rick Brown to my left. Sitting across from him is James from Dear Brothers. Great to see you, James. James Adams. And we also have Lori Cardoza-Moore of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. We got John Barrows, and we got myself, Christopher Hart. Jeff Sinis is on the bridge. And as I said, we got a lot we're going to get to in this hour of the show. And then after us, you've got the David Pollack Show. So I hope you'll stick around for that. He's doing a great job with his radio show. So uh, you've got, and then, of course, after that, you've got American Medicine Today, then Charlie Kirk, and then Officer Tatum will actually be sitting in 
on the Officer Tatum Show for Carl Jackson. He's filling in for Carl. <laughs> That's great. For Carl tonight. That's right. All right. Anyway, a lot of great programming right here tonight. Uh, just a couple of news headlines uh, for you here. Uh, you might have heard about the poll numbers that show Donald Trump uh, beating uh, Joe Biden in pretty much every uh, metric of the polls. There were three that came out over the weekend. Let me see. CBS, New York Times. ABC, and some of them are together. But anyway, all three polls indicate that Donald Trump's doing very well right now in the election against Joe Biden, which is causing the Democrats to get even more nervous. And uh, last night on the show, I entitled our broadcast The Bigger Middle Finger because as they were trying to sort through it all on uh, Meet the Geeks, I call it, that's, uh, no, not Meet the, yeah, it was Meet, no, not Meet, no, it was these geeks. That's right. It's uh, this supposedly this week with uh, George Stephanopoulos. Uh, Reince Priebus was on there, and I thought he put it quite well. He said in 2016, the American public gave Washington, D.C. the middle finger. And he believes in 2024 they're going to get the bigger middle finger via Donald J. Trump. Meanwhile, uh, we dissected those numbers pretty good last night. So if you want to get more about that, just listen to last night's show. And we'll bring them up over the next few days, too, also. But uh, today, Donald Trump was in a New York City, that New York City courtroom, where Letitia James's henchmen and women were going after Trump. They had him on the witness stand and making his life as miserable as possible. They would ask him a question, and then when he would begin to answer the question, the judge would get impatient with him and shut him down and tell him not to make speeches but to just move on. And along the way, it came out that the judge believes that the location of a property has nothing to do with its value. What an idiot. (laughs) Just what an idiot. Uh, Indeed. You can't tell me that a three-bedroom, two-bath house in, say, Pine Hills, you know, nice neighborhood, sort of. You can't tell me that that three-bedroom, two-bath house is worth the same as a three-bedroom, two-bath house of the same era. Next door to Mar-a-Lago. Or, say, in Winter Park, (laughs) Right. Or downtown Orlando. It's just absurd. It is absurd. He actually said, I'm not here to listen to what you have to say. Uh, Right. The judge. Yes. To the guy that's being tried. I'm not here to listen to what you have to say. If I was Trump, I'd say, well, okay, I'm done. You don't need me here anymore. I'm out of here, right? I mean, the judge is just being a a total fool. Yeah. And and we're going to go through this whole process. Just so this gets flipped in appeal. And that's what complete was, waste of time. That's what's gonna happen. But you know, in the meantime, they dog him down. They they or at least they're trying to, but and I'm it's great you, for him. He turns every opportunity into a campaign speech. Uh, absolutely. And it's it makes it easier and easier for the American public to see what's going on here. To see that this is a railroading of a political candidate because he's running for president and has a good chance to win. And the American public does does not like unfairness like this. They will side with the person they think is being treated unfairly. And that's what's mm-hmm. happening here. Sure. And Donald Trump is the beneficiary of this. And and by the way, this is another reason why I say don't impeach Joe Biden because it it could work the same dynamic could turn around and work for him if the American public feels he's being treated unfairly. You just can't do that. 
Let's be smarter about this. We're on a roll. Let's keep the roll going here. Meanwhile, last night, John Eastman, who, by the way, prior to uh, the election in 2020 and the aftermath, was one of the country's most renowned constitutional authorities and, and legal scholars on the Constitution. I forget which university. I think it was Stanford or the university he was based out of. And, of course, then he took up Trump's cause, and now he's considered to be an idiot, right? Well, his hearing, his disbarment hearing, just concluded last week, and all kinds of evidence of election fraud was presented in his case. And he made quite the argument that Vice President Pence had every bit of the authority to do what he was suggesting that he do. And as a matter of fact, the fact that the Mm -hmm. Democrats tried to do the same thing over and over themselves indicates that they thought it was a legitimate strategy. Well, he was on 60 Minutes last night, and of course, they tried to make him look like a fool as well. Surprise, surprise. But the American public's getting it. They're figuring it out. And I do believe that next year uh, is not going to be a very good year for Democrats at all. And it's my belief that Joe Biden will be their nominee. But even if he is not, I don't think at this point it's going to matter. All right. In the meantime, Big John Barrows is back down on the street in front of that abortion mill downtown. Tell us what life is like down there. Talk oh. about talk about a man who knows about harassment. Oh, I, <laughs> I know. Those people you see crying about harassment on TV, they, they got nothing on me. I mean, there's no, I mean, the harassment is what's going on against people that are standing for life and for uh, offering help to women in need. Um, but it's been pretty awesome lately, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, on Halloween, uh, we had five young ladies get out of there, and uh, I believe the Carnies had a lot to do with that because they were dressed up in their, you know, their witches' uniforms and all the kinds of Halloween costumes that they could think up. So they traded out their everyday costumes yeah. for the <laughs> right. Halloween right. witches' costumes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and um, and they're still up to all of their uh, things. But I'll give you an example. There was one day, one of the days last week, um, was the girls were lining up on the porch. Now, what time does this occur? That occurs around 8.45. Okay. Uh, they're waiting for the 8.30 to 8.45. They'll start to line up. They're waiting for the door to open. They won't open it till 9, but um, they they line up. Even, you know, all the carnies try to tell them to stay back in their cars and all that, but they still line up. And uh, I'm so thankful that they do because you're able to speak to them, you know, on a much better uh, plane than uh, having to preach to them or fight uh, carnies to be able to speak to them. And uh, one young lady, she just burst into tears just sitting there on the porch waiting. And then right at that moment, the door opened, and a lady came out, one of the workers, and handed them all uh, clipboards to begin filling them out uh, while they waited in line and while they waited inside. And uh, that girl just turned around and uh, gave the clipboard back uh, to the worker and uh, got out of there. And it was it was beautiful, and then there was another lady that came, that I don't know why she did this, but 
she was walking into the abortion clinic and then she turned and, and came right to me or I would sit on the wall and she she speaks Spanish she didn't speak any English and uh, I tried to you know communicate communicate a little <clears throat> bit but then I thought this is foolish I might as well get an expert so I got Cindy out in Texas who I always have do the translating you call her on the phone you mean get her on the phone yeah and did it and she ended up uh, choosing life. She had four other kids. She's worried about, uh, you know, bringing a fifth one into the world. And, uh, um, but after she talked to Cindy at length, she finally just uh, stood up, said goodbye to Cindy, and uh, walked over to me and said, uh, thank you, bye-bye. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, she left, and Cindy had told me that she had also chosen life. And then uh, there was another one, Mike, um, a guy we call Jersey Mike, because he, he just, that's exactly what you think of him. And uh, a young lady pulled up at the the uh, entrance driveway where we're at instead of the exit one and uh, asked him for the brochures and uh, thanked him and said she was getting out of his dump and I was going to go over to Choices. So that was all in one day, and it was... Uh, you just never know when God's going to move on whose hearts and uh, and how he's going to go about it. It's always different. Like all three of those were drastically different ways that uh, uh, that he worked on their hearts and got them out of there. You know, you can ask James about this stuff too because James comes down, has been for a long, long time, and he helps every, uh, I won't say what day, but uh, he comes down and... Uh, has a lot of experience at this. James, you want to chime in on it? Yeah, it's been great to have John back, and, um, you know, he wasn't feeling great to preach lately, and we got to see him do that, and it was so f- powerful to have him back, and um, we're glad he's feeling so well. And, um, you know, we all really look – I mean, John's John's the reason we're there, the reason we feel confident being there. Um <laughs> God, God calls us out to it, and um, John keeps us going there, and we're so encouraged by him. So um, he's got all these all the stories to add, but we're glad to have him out. Well, no doubt. And by the way, he's uh, down there on Lucerne Terrace. And how many years now? Well, I started going there twenty years ago, but then in two thousand and eight, I uh, started going there every day. How many did you ever try to figure out how many women have come out of there over that period of time and did not go through with the procedure? Well, I never certainly never counted uh, counted them, but it was always about uh, twenty to twenty five girls a week uh, would uh, choose life. So if, if you take twenty, um, that'd be a thousand a year. I, I don't know the math, but twenty times fifty. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then times how many years? Um, Twenty years, you said. How many years? How many years yeah, have you been since going? Two thousand and eight. Since that, that's been five days a week since two thousand and eight. Yeah, been going down. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. That's fifteen years. That's fifteen thousand uh, children. No, there's something wrong with that math. I mean, I, 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 I think it was more than like I think it was more like, uh, like a, what I thought was. Uh, uh, it's a lot. Like three thousand, I think. No. But uh, roughly, but again, it, 
it's not me and it's not James. I mean, we don't have the power to do that. To, you know, how do, how do we have the power to turn that girl without anybody saying a word uh, from going in that door of that clinic and walking over and sitting on the wall next to me? Doesn't even speak any you mean English. You hadn't said anything. Had not she said a word you, to her. She just saw you sitting there. Yeah, but while she was going in. All right. I mean, who has? How do I have that power? Uh, only God can do that. Only He can turn mm-hmm. people where they will go. And uh, it's the same thing. Like the girl that was crying on the porch. The other eight or ten ladies that were there, they weren't crying on the porch. It, it's just it takes God to move, and he moves in whoever he's going to move in. And, Lori, I heard you talking on the show when I wasn't in a couple of weeks ago for that last hour. That this is what motivated you and what got you started. I started when getting involved in politics, actually, was because of the pro-life cause, because, you know, I was raised, I was always pro-life. But when I started to, it really, when I, after I had my first child, that's when it really hit me. And I started to think more about the women um, and girls who ended up getting pregnant and, um, and choosing abortion. And so I went to try to volunteer at a crisis pregnancy center, but I was so impacted by it that I wanted to bring these girls home. And I remember <laughs> the director yeah, yeah, yeah. The director would sell, tell me, Lori, you know, you're doing a great job, but um, you can't take every woman home. <laughs> you will do better at the state capitol lobbying on behalf of these babies. So that's what started my, my whole lobbying career, was the uh, defending, being, being a voice for the voiceless. And so, like when she's reported that first, I, I, I'll say it again, come home. Come home, Lord. We have room for you on the wall down there. Yeah. And by the way, you can follow John on his Facebook page, John Barros, and he's been posting up again here recently about yeah. being down there. John Barros with the Barros is spelled with two R's, B A R R O S. And you know what's amazing about John is is he's praying for the the women who are there, and he's also praying for the people who work there. And he also prays for those girls out there who are harassing him and those those girly boys who show up with them and uh, who harass him and, and just say the most vile things and hateful things to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that that's that says something about his character. Yeah, there's and, there's something about what John said when it comes to praying prayer. Because we used to go to a place, a a clinic, and an abortion mill, and we would walk around on Sunday when that mill was closed. We would walk around that building and pray every week. And we found out during that time period that we were praying for the women that were in there, the employees, we would pray that the staff would leave. And the executive director of the program, we found out, had quit her job. She couldn't stand it anymore. So the power of prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, okay, when we come back, we got more of this half hour of the show, then another half hour, and then David Pollack and the rest of the night of a lot of great radio. So stay with us. The American Adversaries will be right back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. 
Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com. Folks, do you suffer from nagging back or neck pain? Ever wake up feeling more exhausted than the night before? And what about that sleep partner who's turning your nights into a concert of snores or dealing with breathing issues, acid reflux, or sleep apnea? Here's the game changer. Discover a better night's sleep and a better day at Relax and Comfort. We're a unique mattress store. At Relax and Comfort, we're all about elevating your sleep experience, and we've got all the top brands to prove it, including Tempur-Pedic, Personal Comfort, and Stearns and Foster. Our smart bed aren't just beds. They're your personalized sleep sanctuary with hundreds of healthy positions. They're designed to fit you perfectly. Plus, they have an amazing feature, automatic snore detection and response. No more sleepless nights because of a noisy partner. The best part, we're conveniently located at Winter Park Village just across from Regal Cinemas. Come see us today and experience a night's sleep like never before. Relax in comfort, where better sleep leads to better days. That's relaxincomfort.com or visit us in person at the Winter Park Village, just across from Regal Cinemas, a family tradition since 1967. Network sound and video. Many folks are worried that their old videotapes are worn or broken. But aren't they worth restoring? If you could watch your children play when they were little, be there for a birthday party, sporting event, or bring back the memories of a family member, wouldn't that be priceless? Network sound and video will fix and restore your old videos so you can enjoy them again for years to come. What could be more precious than your family videos? Call 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555. Tuesday, here Tuesday. Looking for your lost cat? No, I'm looking for Tuesday. What? Tijuana Flats has two tacos, chips, and a drink for just $6.99 every Tuesday. Tijuana Tuesdays? Yes, have you seen it? Tijuana Tuesdays, every Tuesday at Tijuana Flats. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking at those roadways, we've got slowdowns on I-4 westbound around Colonial. Also going slow from Kirkman headed out towards U.S. 27. Eastbound I-4 slow from World Drive up towards Kirkman. Also going slow from John Young up towards Lee and up around West 1st Street. Got slowdowns on the turnpike southbound after the Greenway. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave Dorica. to the show ladies and gentlemen once again we got big john barrows in here and uh he's down there on the terrace you can find him there in the mornings and is there anything they can bring you um water and any uh minimate orange juice okay there you go all right minimate <laughs> orange juice and water all right very good and um what uh what what did the uh, the carnies say when you came back? Because you you weren't there for about a week or so. What what did they say? Oh, uh, they keep saying uh, 
Well, you don't. You know that you're near death and yeah. and all of this kind of stuff. And I like teasing when I tell them I was healed and uh, at everything. I've never been so healthy in my life and all this, but it, they just crank up the cancer songs again and all their nonsense. Well, let let let's. Uh... Let's make that come to fruition. Yeah. And show them Amen. the power of God through you. That's right. All right. All right. So please Amen. be praying uh, for, for John and uh, and for what he does down there and for those women down there as well. So you can do that, you know, from, from your own location there. So it's easy to do. And it makes a difference. Like, like Lori was saying, prayer, it makes a difference, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. It really does. God listens. He, he, like you said, you may not get what you want, but oh, you'll get what you a, need, right? I, I, now I get the tie-in. <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so, and uh, James, by the way, James been out working today. Is that yeah. right, James? Yeah. With the Turn that microphone around there a little bit. With a friend of the program. So that was exciting. All right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. And by the way, somebody was asking me again, how do you clean roofs without blowing off the the grain the granules it's called soft wash so chemical treatment we rinse all the plants we rinse the house um it the the dirt and algae just falls off the roof it's safe and effective when done properly and that's why i want you to call or text us all right that's dear brothers what's the number again 407-978-8834 don't feel bad about calling and leaving a message late or shoot me a text all right, 407-978-8834, 407-978-8834 for Dear Brothers Exterior Cleaning. That's commercial or residential. So give him a call. He'll come out and give you an estimate. Absolutely. And, and then put him to work. All right. And uh, by the way, uh, Jeff Bonning, I guess you uh, did some work for him mm-hmm. over at Images. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's really happy with That's how it turned out. Yes. All right. So... Anyway, we'll be right back with the American Adversaries radio show. On Patriot Home Funding Friday, Patrick McGarrow, publisher of Undoing Time magazine, joined us to go over the latest developments in the New York, the D.C., and Colorado court cases against Donald Trump. So I got Pierce Outlaw, Nostradamus, and myself, Christopher Hart, in the Relax and Comfort studio. Jeff is on the bridge. And I want to go now to our expert on all matters legal and illegal. Of course, I'm talking about the publisher of Undoing Time magazine, undoingtime.org, Patrick McGarrow. Patrick, how are you doing tonight? Uh, wonderful. Happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans out there, myself included, uh, all my brothers and sisters in arms. Um, remember you. Uh, and thank you for protecting our freedom. We appreciate that. And you're still doing it. And we appreciate that, too. All right. So to the day I die, Chris, to the day I die. Amen, brother. Amen. That's what it means to be American. All right. Let's talk about some of this uh, Trump stuff. Uh, this New York judge, I mean, it's come out now that he sent, this is like a regular thing. He was sending photographs of himself without his shirt or anything on, and, you know, after working out and stuff, and, and he's sending it to a high school newsletter that he, I guess, he's publisher of. And his wife, maybe more importantly for the case itself, was sending out a lot of uh, negative stuff on Trump 
Uh, you can imagine the things on Twitter, that, and it yeah. was X-rated a lot of it, a just really it. raunchy. And evidently, I guess one of his their nephews was doing the same. A daughter, sometimes. Does any of this have any bearing on that particular case? And what do you think how that case has progressed since we spoke with you last? So the, 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 Donald Trump took the uh, stand on Monday, and then of course, you know, we know that Letitia James has paraded his children in to harass them, uh, nothing more than harass them, and and basically uh, get them to say, listen, I wasn't involved. But, uh, you know, Donald Trump posted, the, reposted these pictures on social media um, that this guy had put out on himself. I mean, it's the only, it's the only kind of perverted sickness that the left-wing, uh, you know, wackos can, uh, can dream up. You know, I mean, listen, I'm, not, I'm 47 years old. I'm in reasonably good shape. I'm not posting, you know, bare-chested pictures of my dad bod uh, you know, on social media, because frankly, nobody wants to see it. All right. I can't imagine 25 years from now when I'm the same age as that judge, how much more grotesque I'll look. Right. And, and even worse, why would I be posting pictures then? I, I can't imagine it. At least he didn't go full on Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> At least. God. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But yeah, this is a, kind of and a I, progressive I think his thing. Name is, I think his name is Tube Steak, by the way. Not <laughs> yeah, that's <Tube>. right. <sighs> but does that have any bearing on the case? I mean, is this. It, it, uh, and, but, and what his wife was doing, does, is that any grounds for appeal or I, dismissal? It, it, well, you know, funny you mentioned that. I saw, I saw new, breaking news that uh, a representative had filed an ethics complaint against the judge. Yes, at least Stefanik. Yep, this is just going to be icing on the cake. Um, the question of law comes down to whether the judge's impartiality can reasonably be questioned. Uh, in this case, I think that Donald Trump makes uh, makes that burden, right? Uh, and, and I will say this. Trump's testimony, I mean, if you watch CNN, CNN will tell you that Trump was, you know, terrible on the witness stand and, he admitted all kinds of things he shouldn't do. I had a different take on this. He got up there and he said, listen, I'm going to say up yours to everybody here, Letitia James, up yours to the judge, up yours to the court staff. He made his record very clear. He made his feelings very clear and basically said, I know that nothing I can say will ever change your mind because, you know, this was a fixed game going in. But I'm just here to say, F you. I know what you're up to. And uh, basically defeated the judge because the judge kept admonishing him, answer the question, answer only question. And he goes, nope, I'm going to say what I want to say. And the judge stopped bothering him after a while and we, basically we, stopped listening, which he hasn't been doing anyway. Well, we reported, because news reports were out there, that the judge at some point said, I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Did, did, yes, he did say that. He and, did. Um, yes, you are, actually, judge. You're here to hear the witnesses. Yeah. And if Donald Trump gets on the witness stand, he's a witness. You have to listen to what he has to say, whether is, you like it or not. Isn't that statement in and of itself uh, demonstrative of the bias or grounds for appeal, at least? It, absolutely. It's both. Both. Um, both on, right on both counts, Chris. What, what is uh, Trump's recourse, though? Because this judge is obviously not going to stop doing what he's doing. What can Trump do about it, it now? He's going to have to. He's just going to have to go through the appellate process, uh, okay. with which I'm painfully familiar. Uh, it's costly. It's time-consuming, and it's going to go to the appellate division first department, which is the appellate court that hears all the cases out of Manhattan. Uh, he will probably not find a sympathetic ear, 
He will then take his case up to the New York Court of Appeals, which is based in Albany, where he might find a sympathetic ear, and then conceivably to the United States Supreme Court after that. Let me ask a question which kind of ties this case to what's going on in Washington, D.C., because uh, Judge Chutkin's gag order, which she imposed, then stayed herself and then reimposed, has been stayed again by a three-judge panel in Washington, D.C., and they're saying that they they stayed it evidently on the grounds, I presume, you correct me if I'm wrong, that they're at least considering the argument that it is unconstitutional. And would that have any bearing? Does it have to go all the way to the top Supreme Court before it would have a bearing on what's going on in New York? Because it seems to me the same standard applies to the gag order there, wouldn't it? Or would it? Yes. Well, yeah, you, you, are, you listen, you would be correct that the United States Constitution should apply to the state of New York. However, the authorities in the state of New York, of which I used to be a, a resident, do not think that the U.S. Constitution applies to them which is why they continue to infringe on First Amendment rights and Second Amendment rights terribly. Um, you know, yes. So the answer to your question would be, yes, that would be something Trump might be able to leverage. I will say this. Once an appeals court steps in with a temporary stay of a gag order like this, they've made a determination that legally, on the merits, Trump is likely to win. Because normally you do not impose a stay unless on the merits of the case, the party is likely to win. So not that they're prejudging the case, but they've just said Trump has an extremely strong argument that he may very well come out on top on, and therefore the Court of Appeals is staying that order. Given what you just said, Patrick, does it uh, shock you or impress you that these were uh, Obama judges, I believe, that did this? No, it it doesn't, because... um, Believe it or not, Obama judges are better than Biden judges, right? And Obama judges at least have some semblance of the Constitution, the United States of America being the supreme law of the land. Uh, whether they, you know, whether they would enforce it the same way that I would want them to is a different story. But they at least have an idea, rather than some of these other new judges that seem to be running wild, running amok, no regard whatsoever for personal rights. Yeah, Patrick, it was uh, that the uh, three-judge panel was two Obama judges and one Biden judge, uh, interestingly enough. Um, I wanted to ask you shift gears to the situation in Atlanta that's going on with the um, lawsuit against Fulton County over the 150, uh, mail-in, 150,000 mail-in ballots where the defense team for Fulton County quit and walked away in mass. Amazing. Um, amazing. And, and, and when, you, when you say something like that, that, mean, that tells you that people know that there's something going on and they don't want any part of it, especially when you have a situation with a DA like uh, Fannie Willis who's starting to indict for all kinds of things. I, I mean, nobody wants to be a part of, it, of any fraud. Nobody. You know, her whole case is based on what they call the big lie. In other words, that the the election was free and fair, and that even Donald Trump knew that, and he was doing all this other stuff just because he still wanted to be president, but he knew it was all a big lie. Um, as this other evidence comes out, 
I presume that Trump, if this ever goes to trial, can use this evidence in trial, or will the judge be able to prevent him from using the evidence of fake ballots and the, the like in Georgia? Well, well, two things. Uh, number one, a judge can always do whatever they want to do because right. they're, you know, sort of a, you know, their own little fiefdom is that that courtroom. Uh, the appeals court is going to be the one to review it and, you know, say whether the judge is ultimately right or ultimately wrong. Um, but that doesn't stop the train from leaving the station. I will say this. The judge that is handling the case in uh, Georgia seems to be pretty competent and, and has a control, you know, control over things. And he's not letting the district attorney run wild which is unfortunately what a lot of judges in this country do. They let the, you know, whatever the prosecutor wants, they get. This judge is not letting that happen. He's actually doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is keeping it fair and balanced, balancing those scales of justice. So uh, I do think that if, and that's a big if, this case ever sees the light of day, Donald Trump's lawyers will be able to parlay this into a C, I told you so. So, um, I was wondering also where Trump had petitioned to allow classified documents uh, that have to do with foreign election interference in 2016 into these courts as evidence, which would, I guess, potentially make the case that he wasn't trying to overturn an election, that he was doing his due diligence as the chief executive officer of the government. Do you think that these documents... A, will be let into uh, any of these courts, and B, will they make a difference? I do not think uh, Judge Tuckin will allow the defense team to present that kind of evidence uh, for the simple reason that uh, basically the, the way that the federal rules of evidence are written, it is so extremely lopsided in favor of the United States government that um, the basic rule, I, I always say rule number one, the defendant must lose. Rule number two, to the extent that any constitutional provision, statute, rule of law conflicts with rule number one, see rule number one. Uh, and I, I know that sounds uh, so cynical, but the reality of the situation is, unfortunately, that's how many judges operate in this country, and that's how the entire federal system is tilted. Uh, this particular judge, probably not. Well, and a couple years Cannon, ago... Uh, a couple of years ago, that would have been sounding cynical. Now it sounds about right. And a quick uh, yeah. follow-up question to that. If the judge does not allow those classified documents in, is that something that can be appealed on the spot, or do you have to wait till after a verdict? You have to wait till after a verdict, um, unfortunately. But uh, I will say that would implicate the defense right to present a defense, which is one of those, you know, don't touch me constitutional rights. The right to present a defense is so extremely fundamental that when judges start doing things like preventing defense lawyers from introducing evidence that would exculpate their client or preventing defense lawyers from cross-examining witnesses and bringing out things like bias or hostility or reason or motive to lie, then appellate courts start to get, uh, start to get involved. It's like touching a nerve. Um, as opposed to other rules of law. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen to Donald Trump, but if it does, there is a remedy. Okay. Uh, the Colorado situation where there's a judge out there been holding a, 
a hearing, I guess you would call it a hearing, tell me if I'm wrong, uh, to determine if Trump should be on the primary ballot out there because of he's an insurrectionist. Now, Minnesota just, their Supreme Court just threw all that out. You know, it's it's obviously unconstitutional to do that. Uh, how do you see this Colorado case proceeding? I, I think it's going to shake out the same way. I think um, there's a couple of different things at play. Number one, there's Trump's First Amendment rights, which are at stake. And number two, there's the basic process, you know, the basic rule of law, which is everybody's entitled to due process of law. And that means you get notice and you get a hearing. Okay, and I'm not talking about a hearing on on this issue. What's going on now? There has to be a judicial determination that Trump uh, incited insurrection. Which, by the way, he's not charged with anywhere. Right? right. He's charged with other offenses. Right. But there has, and that's already been tried in the Senate impeachment. Right. It's already been determined. And I would be arguing that that impeachment, that failed impeachment attempt, is is a judicial or at least a quasi-judicial determination that he did not incite insurrection. So, therefore, uh, I don't see the judge uh, out in Colorado or any of the courts in Colorado uh, going way out on a left-wing limb and doing something like that. If, if they did something like that, I think the United States Supreme Court would be called upon very quickly to get involved. Yeah. Uh, what's your latest uh, at undoingtime.org? Uh, we, we, we got lots of good stuff up. We have the uh, uh, David DePape trial for, you know, involving the, the hammer Pelosi. guy. That's yeah. Underway. The hammer man. The ha- yeah. <laughs> hammer time. The hammer himself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we got that up. Uh, okay. We got uh, the latest in, uh, in, in New York with Ivanka and Trump. Good. Uh, you know, the compare and contrast. Yeah. Um, you know, all kinds of good stuff. I, I encourage uh, everyone to check out the breaking news. It's right there on the homepage of Undoing Time. I have links to the documents, uh, so you know your, the viewers can uh, and the audience can check out the documents themselves. They don't have to rely on that, you know, wackadoo left wing media. That's right. And any bias, you can read the source. Go right to the source. It's very thorough. He puts up the actual documentation, and you should subscribe to it at Undoing Time magazine. Thank you so much, Patrick, and we'll talk to you probably next week because I'm sure something's going to come up in the meantime. Have a great week. I'll be here. All right, and once again, thanks for protecting our freedoms. We appreciate you so much. That's undoingtime.org. That's right, undoingtime.org.